Welcome to the Grace Capital City Podcast. We are a community of Jesus followers located in Washington, D.C., working to see God's kingdom come through worship, family, and justice. For more information about our church, go to gracecapitalcity.com. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Hello. Well, hello, hello. You know, I thought I saw some uh, pink starbursts going around over here. And I don't know if you guys know this, but there are a lot of people that say that our college ministry is the pink starburst of ministries. And I, and I, uh, so I want to shout out college ministry. And then also I was like, well, I love pink Starburst. Pink Starburst. I'll have one. Um, but probably right before I speak isn't the best time. So I'm going to just leave that here just to remind me of all the goodness over here. How we doing? Good? Yeah, yeah? Hey, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Holly Avra. I'm the associate pastor here. That's what they say. Um, and I, I'm really glad you're here. I'm really, really glad you're here. Because here's the thing. I just kind of just praying like, Lord, what are you doing? What's going on? What's going to happen? I feel like like two things that he wants to just kind of release over us before we kind of dive into the rest of our service. And one of those is if you are, you know, there are external circumstances in your life that are kind of ushering you into a new season. Maybe it's a new school year, you know, that would be ushering you into a new season. Maybe it's a new relationship. It's a new job. You've just moved here. You've just joined this church and started coming. Your family is expanding. Like whatever it is that there's this outside circumstance that is like ready or not, the season is coming. Guess what? God has something for you. He has something for you. Before you get into this new season, he has something for you tonight. And so I want you like, to have that expectancy that as the Lord is speaking, that he has something for you to like actually walk out with. And then maybe for some of us, there's not this external circumstance, right? Like, Holly, we're plugging along. Like, as much as I would like to be in a new season, I'm not. Here, here we are. You know, work tomorrow, or if you have tomorrow off, work Tuesday. Is, it's going to be a little bit of the same old, same old. And guess what? I really feel like the Lord has something for you. Has something to remind you of who he says that you are and the things that he's put inside you that you need in this season and that you actually have to give away. Maybe it's launching other people into their new season, but you are carrying that right where you are. And that you can be expectant to hear from the Lord of what he has for you and walk out of here knowing more of who he says he is and who he says that you are in this season. Amen? Does that pretty much cover all of us? I think he's got something for all of us is what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, um, welcome to our anointing and commissioning service. I just briefly want to talk about 
anointing. I briefly want to talk about commissioning, why that is significant for us as believers. And then we've intentionally set aside a significant amount of time for us to respond to what Holy Spirit is doing individually and yet all together. Sound good? Yeah? Anointing, guys, anointing. Anoint means to set apart. It means to consecrate, to make sacred. And all throughout biblical history, we see this most often in an action and it's involving oil. And I real, my, my southernness, y'all, oil. So when you hear me say oil, I just need you to know I'm trying real hard, okay? It's most often seen in use with anointing someone or something or someplace, we're covering all the nouns, with oil, in particular, olive oil. And there are some circumstances um, or some scripture that talks about this uh, recipe where it's spices in this olive oil, but it's most often used in conjunction with oil. And we see this with, with prophets, with kings, with priests. Um, like I said, we see it with places in Genesis. Jacob, after having a dream and, and hearing God, he actually anoints this pillar to set apart, to dedicate this place to be marked by God spoke to him, all right? In Exodus, we see that God is speaking to Moses and saying, I want you to anoint Aaron. I want you to anoint his sons because I want them to be set apart. I want you to consecrate them to serve me as priests. And it's not just people. It's not just places. We also see the Lord telling Moses to anoint the Ark of the Covenant, anoint the tabernacle, anoint these places, and also to anoint the lampstands. You know, you know the holy lampstand. Everybody's got one in their house. You've got, he wants you to anoint these utensils, anything that would be used. God is saying, Moses, I want you to anoint these items and these people with oil because they are to be set apart. I am making them sacred to serve me. Not too bad. We also see it with Samuel, the prophet, is anointing Saul as the first king of Israel. And then when it comes time to anoint the second king of Israel, the Lord sends the same prophet Samuel to Jesse and his family. And who ended up being king was actually someone that wasn't even originally presented, right? The Lord says to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So they invite the youngest of Jesse's sons, David, to come in from the shepherd's field, stand with his brothers and his father. Samuel takes this oil that he's brought with him, and as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil that he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. We also see examples of anointing in the New Testament. Pastor Chris in the, worship, in the message about generational worship, remember he's talking about this woman that is anointing the feet of Jesus, right? With this perfume, with this oil. She's anointing Jesus. 
right? And we know it's not necessarily about the action that sets someone apart, right? But it's, it's this really beautiful action where we get to participate in what God has already done. How many times do you count yourself out or disqualify you from what you feel like the Lord has told you to do? How many times have you asked yourself, am I really chosen? Like if, if God knew me, he would not choose me. He wouldn't do it. I do believe that. <laughs> but I also believe God does know me. And here's the thing. When we are, when we're talking about anointing and being anointed, it's not so that something new happens. It's agreeing with what has already happened. Because you have been chosen. You have been set apart. And that's the, the beautiful thing about anointing, right? Is It's the Lord saying like, no, I, I have chosen you. I already have. As much as you want to disqualify yourself, as much as you want to point to other people, you want to point to your boss. And my boss will do that. No, my pastor will do that. My small group leader will do that. No, you must need like another friend. They're way smarter another family member, and the Lord's like, no, no, listen, I have chosen you, all right? So that's what we're, when we're talking about coming and being anointed, that's what we are, like, it is our actions agreeing with what God has already done. And yet, it's just one part of our experience as being children of God, because you see, we are not anointed to stay in the same place. We are not set apart and made sacred to only stay in the sacred places, right? We are anointed and commissioned. Commissioned meaning we are launched to send out. Some versions even say to send out with mission, Shocker. To send out with purpose, to launch well. We are set apart and we are launched. And we also see this throughout biblical history, right? David was not anointed as king and then sent back to the shepherd's field. What happened? He was sent to be king in the palace. And sometimes being king was in the palace, sometimes being king was on the battlefield. The location did not change what he was anointed into. His mission didn't change based off the location, right? Neither does yours. We see Jesus with the disciples, like he's calling them into relationship and then he sends them out, right? He gives them all authority to what? Heal every disease, cast out demons, cure those with leprosy, to give as freely as they have received, to raise people from the dead. It's not a metaphor. He gave them the authority to do this. And you have it as well. In Acts, we see Jesus coming and telling the believers in the upper room, look, you are going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you are to go and teach and be my witnesses in Jerusalem in Judea and Samaria. In other words, in all the places that you know, in all the places that you've been, in what you're familiar with, 
and what you're familiar with, you're to go and you're to teach and be my witnesses. Is that the end of the verse? What else is there? And to the ends of the earth. In other words, in every place that you have yet to go, in every place that you do not know, in every place that is full of the unknown, even there, you will be my witnesses. Matthew 28, the end of it, most often known as the verses for the Great Commission, right? Jesus, after the resurrection, comes to his disciples and he says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, what's the next word? Go. Therefore, go. I'm sending you. Go and baptize all the nations. Make disciples. Baptize baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And in your going, be sure of this. I am with you, even to the very end of the age. We are set apart and we are sent out. And it doesn't matter your location. It doesn't matter how many times you disqualify yourself. It doesn't matter how many times other people try to disqualify you. You have been chosen. You have been set apart. And it's time to go. And whatever that looks like, in whatever season that looks like, amen? Band, you can go ahead and come back up. I'm going to ask anyone who is going to be praying, um, if y'all will go ahead and go into your assigned locations. So here's what we've allowed a lot of time for today, guys. We have allowed time for you to be anointed and commissioned. Does that take you by surprise? A little bit? Thank y'all for those that get my humor. It just makes me so happy. So what is going to happen is, we, as you can see, we've got t- pairs of people all throughout the room that would love to anoint you and commission you. And let me just say that all of these pairs have the spiritual authority to anoint and commission. So uh, as you are ready, I want to invite you um, to respond to what the Lord's doing. Like after hearing this, after worship, like Holy Spirit, what is he stirring in you? Is it something specific? God, I, I, I need this. God, I don't know what season I'm in. God, I keep trying to disqualify myself. Why do I do that? God, I, 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 I don't actually believe that you set me apart, but I am going to choose to walk by faith and believe that you have set me apart and that you're sending me out. It could look different for each of us of what he's doing. We just want time to process that together and act on that together. So as as you're ready, just go up to any open person, or if you start forming some lines, just jump in whatever one is the shortest. We want to make sure we have time for everybody to be anointed and commissioned, and there's going to be one pair. They're just going to anoint you just with a drop of oil. We promise we won't pour it over on your head, but just a drop of oil on your forehead, and then we would love to commission you with prayer And if there's something specific you want us to pray for, please let us know. But you don't have to have something specific. We would love to pray and listen on your behalf.
Yeah? All right. Well, let me pray for us, and let's just, let's let Holy Spirit keep moving and keep speaking and just see, see what God wants to do, okay? All right. This is out of Colossians 3. God, since you chose us to be the holy people you love, show us how to clothe ourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. May we make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends us. Let us remember that you forgave us, so we must forgive others. And above all, may we clothe ourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. For as members of one body, we are called to live in peace and always be thankful. May we teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that you give us. And whatever we do or say, let us do it as representatives of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to you, God, our Father. Holy Spirit, come and speak. If there's anything that would distract us from your voice or your presence, we just silence that now in the name of Jesus that your voice would be the clearest thing to our bodies, our souls, and our spirits. And God, thank you that you have set us apart and that you have commissioned us to go. We ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.